0: Get the new Donkey Kong 64 bundle with the Banana Yellow Game Pack and the new Jungle Green N64 console. It's got a Jungle Green controller and comes with the N64 expansion pack. The Donkey Kong 64 bundle. It's more fun than a bunch of baboons with a bundle of bananas. Yo, listen up. We will not live in a two-dimensional world. We won't go in one direction or Ziggler we can Zag. We will walk through walls. We will take a look around us. We will not be confined. We believe in the path of least limits. We won't be told how to view the world. We will experience true freedom. We will not compromise. We will live the game through our hands. We will be in control of something. Change. 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 We will change the system. Change the system. <laughs> 64 with your host Yemi the Ferret. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Ferret 64 with me, your host Yemi the Ferret. That is right, that's me. That's me. Uh, today's episode is going to cover news between the 22nd of January and the 29th of January. I cannot believe that it's already almost February. Isn't that crazy? We've had one major release this month and um it's it's just been uh, it's been a pretty uh, pretty slow month for the gaming industry, but that's that's usual. I mean, we usually don't get something going until like I don't know, summer, honestly. Um but uh yeah, I I've, I've been playing some um I've been uh, ooh, I've been playing some older games, you would say, "quote unquote" older games. Um, uh, recently, I played Gris, or is it Grice? I don't remember which one, it, which way they pronounce it. But Gris, I believe that came out in 2020, or was it 2019? Eh, whatever, uh, <laughs> it's a game that came out. And um, Callus was the one who recommended that I play it before it leaves the Xbox Game Pass, and I was like, you know what? Yeah, I guess I will, and the uh, experience was really good. I, I think that I would have I would have liked if they um had the character move a little bit faster, but all in all, I think that it had some nice puzzle elements. The one thing that was kind of like um I don't know I wouldn't say disappointing, but you used like an ability once. For, like, an like, there's, like, five or six different areas that you go to to collect um, these, like, constellation stars. And you use that power-up pretty much exclusively in that area. The only one that you use for the most part in, like, all the areas is the, um, the one where you turn to, like, a block, and you can, like, stomp on things, which is a weird one. It is a weird game, but it's, it's got a very um, nice art style to it. Uh, it's very beautifully uh done it's 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 graphically pretty impressive as well um would it have made my top 10 games i don't I you know i don't i don't think so um i i do think that it's a good a good experience as a good game um I, I i just you know i just w- <laughs> i just wish that there was a little bit more to it you know i'm glad that i didn't i you know i paid like, five bucks for game pass and um i was able to uh you know, play the game practically for free, which is nice. And like I said, it is leaving the Xbox Game Pass pretty soon. So if you haven't played it yet, I would recommend it. You know, I think I gave it like a four, a four out of five, um, which is you know, it's it's above average. And uh, I think that it's an interesting experience. It's it's kind of short too. So if um, if you're one of those people who doesn't like playing uh, long games, uh, you can uh, you know play uh, play a shorter experience with 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 Grice um, it's got, um, I think it has like, it has me- definitely has messages of like the stages of grief. That's, that's what I came across as, cause it, there was like depression and there was, there was a lot of stuff in there. I, 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 I don't, I'm not going to name them all, but, um, I think that it's definitely something that, that you should check out and, uh, let me know what you think about it, huh? Uh, we also played, um, oh my gosh, I'm Drawing a blank. Oh, uh, did I talk about Eminem's and ms Shellshock last time? I think I did. To reiterate, terrible Crash Bandicoot clone. First half was alright, last half not. Okay, I think I did talk about it, actually. Um, what I didn't talk about was LEGO Star Wars 3 The Clone Wars. Now, I went into this thinking that it was based... Like, this was a LEGO game based on the movie that came out. And then, like, the first season of... Um, of the start, the Clone Wars TV show, and so my surprise when you boot it up and it starts in the Clone Wars, in, or it starts on like Attack of the Clones, right, the Geonosis arena, and then it takes you directly into like the TV show, and I was like, wait, there's like a whole movie here that you guys could have done for this game, and you could have done you know episodes from from the, f- the first few seasons. I feel like there was a lot of missed potential in this game, but there also is just I don't understand why the game was f- it, like froze on me. Like every every level would freeze for a few seconds and I would have to wait and we can go back into it. Um graphically it was okay. Like I'm not going to complain about that, but I think that the game really just did not have any good ideas in it. Like for a Lego game, it was probably the most bland and um unfun, like the most boring Lego game that I've played and I mean, I haven't played all the new Leo games, but I think the new Leo games even have better ideas and have a, be- a better pace than this game. It's really disappointing because I remember really enjoying all the other LEGO Star Wars games. Even the Force Awakens game, I felt, was was pretty fun. Even though they stretched the idea of one movie out into, like, 15 levels, I was like, yeah, it's, it's pretty good. And I really enjoyed the DC LEGO Super Villains game. I thought that was such a fun and unique kind of way to go about it. Um but then you look at a game like like this and you're like there's really nothing special about this game there's really nothing unique about this game all the other games employ most of the stuff that they put into this. And one of the biggest disappointments for me personally was the fact that there are there's so many environments in this in this game that aren't made of Lego. There's so many things that should be made out of Lego, but they're not made out of Lego. I remember back in the day, back in the day when you played like the original trilogy or you played the you know the the prequels, trilogy, on on you know lego star wars you know the entire star destroyer would be made out of legos the death star would be made out of legos the endor would you know there would be a bunch of lego things to break and 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 crush and you know think like characters would be all fully made out of lego but in this game there was all, all the main battleships were not made out of lego which was like what the fuck only like p- pieces you could shoot with like torpedoes were, were Lego, which was really weird. Especially when the fire and stuff came out of them, I'm like what the hell? And then there's like characters who are like half Lego, half not Lego. So like the accolade, which is the giant spider thing that was like a reptile spider thing, on in the Genosius tur- Tournament, Ugh. um, that thing like only its two front legs were uh were Lego, and I'm like. This makes no. This is. This makes no sense. And then later on, there's like the, Geonosian queen whose top torso is Lego, and then her like giant abdomen tube of of egg sack is is realistic. And it's like, what the fuck is going on here? So, I immediately um went to F on this one. Um, I. I, I didn't find really any enjoyment out of it. And I think the worst thing about this game are the levels that are purely, like, RTS games where you're, like, the commander of... You, you, you play as, like, Mace Windu or something like that, and you build, um, like, uh, this station brings you clone troopers, this station brings you... Walkers this this station brings you a force field generator, you know Just like you you could do such limited things with it and most of the time I just built up and just immediately destroyed the enemy with 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 tanks and stuff It was just not fun, and there were so many of those levels I think the final level in the game was an RTS level and I was like what the fuck this is terrible One of the only redeeming things about this was the secret level which was a bounty hunter level and I was like wow This is pretty cool. I like this level it had some cool things going on. You played as the bounty hunters. Pretty cool. And then you couldn't unlock the other secret one with the bounty hunters um, unless you found like 30 golden bricks. And I was like, I ain't. I'm not grinding for that shit. Like, no way, no how, motherfucker. I am not. I am not doing that. Um. But, you know, that's, that's life. You know, sometimes you win some, sometimes you lose some. In this case, we definitely lost in the realm of, uh, of, of streaming. But I'm glad that I finally can checkmark that off of my backlog. It's been on there since I was a kid. And by golly. <laughs> <laughs> by golly, am I glad that we got through it. I was, I like, if it was a better game, sure, I would have been like, yeah, sure, I'll, I'll do 100% on some of these levels, get some extra gold bricks, you know, get the true Jedi on all the levels. But I, I was not about to do that on this game. And, you know, the, the stupid thing is, um, on this game, I could not find the two-times multiplayer red brick, because that's that's what I would normally do on a LEGO game. I have, I have a strategy on these LEGO games where I will work up to like a million studs and I'll search for the two times red brick, which is usually in the hub world. And when I find it, I'll equip it right away because that'll give me true Jedi or whatever the hundred percent stud is on all the levels. This game gave you like the 10 times multiplayer. You could find it pretty easily, but all like I couldn't find any other multiplier bricks. And I'm like, well, that kind of grinds this little halt. And then on top of that, um, Like, it was impossible to get true Jedi on any of these levels, because there was just, like, a finite amount of studs on the map. Like, other LEGO games, there's so many things you can break apart, and that's one of the main fun things about the game, is just breaking things and grabbing studs out of them. There are so many areas we can get studs. Just look at the original prequel trilogy... And the first level on that, like the whole fucking hallway is laid, made out of Lego, and you can pretty much break everything, and it's like so much fun. And you can get literally get to like half studs by the by like the first quarter of the of the level. And this one, good luck. I mean, it, it seemed like there was just a finite amount. If you missed a stud or two, you were fucked. And that I don't like the most, be, because that that really excuse me that really um, grinds my gears as they say but who am I who am I but the lowly video game player and and str- I'm a streamer and all that crap all right all, um, right now we're playing Rayman 3 hoodlum havoc uh, right now we've been annoyed by both the two starting bosses um the gameplay hasn't been like super impressive in my opinion but we're gonna keep going through it. Um, if you're going to tune into a stream on the same day that this is uploaded, on, on Saturday I should be uploading this, on the 30th of January. Um, I'll be playing Borderlands 2 with Player 2 and Wayne again. Uh, we haven't done it in a while. And we're going to be playing the Tiny Tina's uh, D&D Adventure, uh, which is of course the best DLC out of all of them. So if you want to tune in, that, you can. Next time we'll be playing Rayman is on Monday, so uh, if you want to just swing in for that, you can. Um... I oh oh I almost forgot to mention I played um a bit of this game called In the Hunt which was made by the same people who did the Metal Slug series I want after doing the video wink wink nudge nudge on Metal Slug I wanted to dive into more of their other um, you know their other games that have like the same graphical style but eh, they you know they're they're different concepts so one of the first ones that caught my eye was this one called In the Hunt which is a submarine game and you're shooting missiles and dropping depth charges, and there's bosses every so often. and It's really, really fun, but it's tough as nails. Like, it is so difficult. I could see people just, this thing swallowing quarters one after the other. It is just so... It is just so difficult and it doesn't let up like the first level is difficult and then it just keeps getting even more difficult and I like the environments I love the graphical style I just wish that they had toned down the difficulty just a smidge because it's kind of ridiculous when I barely go two centimeters and I've already lost all three of my lives just because there's infinite spawning enemies. They're just shooting all over the place. It's impossible to track every single shot. And the bosses are tough as nails, too. At least with Metal Slug, they kind of... I guess they kind of refined... The bullet hell kind of run-and-gun genre, and they made it so that it was a little bit more accessible. You know, they weren't just throwing endless supply of, of enemies at you, um, which, uh, which you know, I loved about Metal Slug was the fact that it was... You, you, got, you can watch the video. You can watch the video on my YouTube channel, Yummy the Ferret. It's called My First Love. Metal Slug. If you want to check that out, make sure you do. On Monday there's gonna be a new video called Borderlands Three Has a Boss Problem. I worked pretty hard on that and it's co it's co-made with Player 2 P2, if you wanna check that out. Alright, enough plugging, yummy. Let's get to the, the, the sauce the the sauce of this pizza. Um, I need to start off with this because immediately after I had recorded the episode for this news story, a day later, on the day that I uploaded the, the, the episode Uh, they did a 180 and retracted this statement. So if you don't recall from last episode, Xbox was planning on raising their prices um, to, I believe, for six months. It was supposed to be like, for six months, it was going to be like $60, right? Um, So obviously that got a lot of of backlash. Um, People were worried that PlayStation was going to do the same thing, but PlayStation came out and they officially said, we're not changing our prices Um, But Xbox came out 24 hours after they made the post about uh, upping their prices and announced that they are going to retain the $60 annual price point for the subscription. Moreover, it's now removed the online paywall for free-to-play games bringing it in line with playstation plus so xbox live with gold is the online version of xbox is how you play online games i believe it includes game pass as well um people who own a pc you don't need xbox live gold all you need is the xbox game pass Um, But this is great news for Xbox owners because, like I said last time, in the heat of a pandemic where people are struggling to reach financial gains and blah blah blah, you're going to go in there and make it like $130 a year to subscribe to your online service? That's ridiculous. Out of all the things that are ridiculous, that's pretty ridiculous. That's like if Nintendo turned around and said, "You know what? Instead of like ten dollars a year, uh, Nintendo Online is now going to be a thousand dollars a year." And you go, "What the fuck?" So it was, um, it was a crazy day. I'm gonna be honest with you, um, and I'm glad that they turned around and retracted this statement or this, this, this. They, re- they, they, they. they took this back, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens now. Um, I don't, like, Xbox doesn't need the extra money. Like, I think they're 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 in the positives. Just like PlayStation, just like Nintendo. They don't need the extra few dollars, but they're going to try and squeeze it from you if they can. Um, so, yeah, I'm glad that Microsoft turned it around because, as you guys know, there's a history of Microsoft not turning it around. And they're actually, like, Microsoft has actually influenced a lot of the other competitors in the console scene, whereas, you know, they started charging for online, so did PlayStation. And then later, Nintendo did. They upped their price for their online, well, so did PlayStation. You know, they, 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 they've they been pioneers in a few bad ways, okay? <laughs> but I just wanted to clear that up first and foremost, because that is um, one of those things that, like, I, I couldn't go back and re-record the episode. It was already out, so I just wanted to make sure that that was first on the agenda Um, now I need to move on to some sad news the person who plays uh, the three witches in the new Resident Evil Village game uh, named Janet Mouse has passed away at the age of 39 due to complications from colon cancer Capcom came out on Twitter and said we are we here at Capcom R&D are deeply saddened to hear about the passing of Janet Mouse, the talented actress who helped bring several different characters, including our witches, in the world of Resident Evil Village. Our hearts go out to her family and loved ones. Um, In addition to uh, this game, she also worked on the show called Charm City Kings, and she also taught acting at John Rosenfeld Studios. Uh, and they came out with a statement saying she had an indomitable spirit and was hungry to be the best person the best teacher and the best friend and the best actor she could be the world lost a force a force of nature and we'll be we will be feeling that for a long time we are lucky to have known her and she has touched all of us that knew her like 39 that's young that's young that's so sad um it's so unfortunate plus like I mean, I'm not going to say that this is like a breakout role, but this is going to be a role that she might be remembered for if she, you know, if she didn't unfortunately pass away. This is probably going to be like a defining role for her. And unfortunately, um, with the complications to colon cancer, it's not going to be. So it's very sad to hear of her passing. Of course, my thoughts go to the family and friends. And um, it's going to be weird. I guess it's going to be kind of weird playing the game, you know? but, uh, yeah, sad news to start off this week. And the news is going to get a little bit lighter here, but still kind of sad. Um, the Yakuza, um, the Sega CCO has retired. Toshiro Nagoshi has retired uh, as the CECO of, the, of Sega Publishing as Sega starts to restructure. Um, Yakuza was his baby, um, his, his child, pretty much. Um, and he's going to assume the position of creative director from, uh, he's going to, yeah, on April 1st, he's going to leave the role of creative director. Uh, the news comes as part of the shakeup at, uh, at, at Sega Sammy. Um, apparently they are restructuring so that, you know, one, one part of the company is going to be all about video games and the other part is going to be all about like entertainment. I believe that they said, um, this is going to transform its business structure to adapt to the external environment. They're going to build an even more efficient structure for the head of office operations of the company. Um, they're going to accelerate global business development by streamlining structure and accelerating decision making. People are 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 kind of um, speculating that they might be looking to sell off the video game side of the corporation, um, which would be would be kind of kind of interesting i suppose i mean sega has, is still putting out some pretty good games here and there i mean last year like a dragon came out and people really enjoyed that um so we'll see what happens next for ye old sega in the same line of things sonic the hedgehog's voice actor has hung up his voice acting role After 10 years of voicing the character, Roger Craig Smith is no longer going to be the voice of Sonic. He came out on a Twitter statement and said, Welp, 10 years was an amazing run. Onward to new zones. Much love to the fans who've been so kind. It's been an honor. And there's like a heartbroken uh, blue heart. Sonic the Hedgehog's official Twitter came out and said for over 10 years, Roger Craig Smith has been an integral part of Sega family. He brought the voice of Sonic to life, and we are forever grateful for his never-ending enthusiasm in helping the community and spreading joy. Thank you, Roger, for all you've done for Sonic. This seems kind of weird because, I mean, the official Twitter account for Roger Craig Smith, like, this seems like he was kind of forced out of the role. And and Sega's like, oh, he's retiring. (laughs) I wonder what happened there. Maybe something will come out in the near future. All right, that ends the sad news segment of the podcast. Let's move on to some brighter and better things. The NFL has sponsored the Super Bowl 55 in Rocket League. That's right. Next week, there's going to be an all new game mode featuring the pig skin itself, and you'll be able to um, earn. Uh Kansas City Chiefs and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers Skins for your vehicles. This is gonna begin on the second of February and it's gonna last until the 8th of February. Um so this is this is gonna be kinda hard to explain. So there's a new game mode called Gridiron, which is a cooler name for NFL football um the mode is going to be a lot more complicated than a traditional soccer game but if but um essentially you'll be able to play play as a running back with wheels you're going to touch the ball and you'll be able to carry it but if you step out of bounds you'll fumble it right away the ball can also be stolen off of you and you won't be able to double jump while you're while you're holding the the pig skin you can pass the ball to teammates or dump it off when you spot a hole but you'll only score the full seven points if you can run it into the end zone attached to your car. Tossing it loose into the goal will only get you three points like a field goal. Um, the mode will be live all next week, and there'll be some unique event challenges along with it, which will which you can complete to unlock the Gridiron Guru player title, the NFL football wheels, and 20,000 XP bonus. Elsewhere, the game's bringing back its previously released NFL fan pack to the item shop. You'll be able to pick up Octane decals for all 32 NFL teams for 800 credits. So there we go. Um, who do you think's going to win? the super bowl guys we're going to talk about that next week with greedy waffles tomb raider the 25th anniversary is coming up and there's been a bit of rumblings um the tomb raider official twitter uh put out a video detailing their plans for the future of the tomb raider series um a lot of people just kind of reminiscing about the past 25 years and of course um there's going to be celebration all through 2021. They start off by saying that there is a new Tomb Raider game in development, but it will not be announced in the near future. Square Enix plans to celebrate the series' 25th anniversary all year with retrospectives, nostalgia content, and more. Um, Crystal Dynamics has begun work on Lara Croft's Croft's next big adventure. According to the franchise director, Will Kerr-Slack, his project will unify the ideas of the original PS1 games and the more recent reboot trilogy. Um, He's quoted as saying we envision the future of Tomb Raider unfolding after the reboot trilogy, telling stories that build upon both the breadth of core design and Crystal Dynamics games, looking to unify these timelines. With Tomb Raider's extensive history, this is not an easy task, and we ask for patience as we go through the process. Um... So yeah, there's going to be no major game announcements in 2021, they said, but Netflix has already announced that it's partnering with uh, with, with Tomb Raider to bring an anime series to the streaming platform. Um, so yeah, when I hear more about a game that's outside of the reboot trilogy, I'll let you guys know. Of course, I wasn't a big fan of Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Um, but I do really enjoy the original Tomb Raider reboot. And of course, Rise of the Tomb Raider is pretty much on the same level, in my opinion. I'm not sure what they mean by combining the ideas of the original PS1 and the reboot trilogy. So maybe there's going to be more tombs to explore. Or maybe it's going to be more of like a tomb raiding type game. It's hard to say at this point because there's really nothing about it yet. And I'm wondering if they're going to be like releasing a like a a, a big... like series-wide pack like they did on Steam for the consoles or something like that. I think that would be pretty cool. So I guess we'll have to wait and see there. Um, If you've been looking for a PS5, um, the... People who make the components for the console say that it's going to be. Um, there's the shortages will continue into the later half of 2021, and that's what AMD said. Who's the people who make the components for the console? Um, so this is the company that produces parts for the PS5. They said the console storages are expected to last until at least the second half of 2021. Uh, this, according to the CEO Lisa Su, who spoke during the firm's most recent financial briefing. Um, because they saw such a big, uh, spike in demand for products this last year, which has of course been driven by the coronavirus pandemic, um, not only did the company in- introduce new chips designed for PC units, but it also had to produce custom components for the next gen consoles like the PS5. Um, however, Sue says that the additional production will kick into gear around halfway through the year, which should help AMD meet demand. When that happens, we'll hopefully start seeing more PS5 stock become available to retailers. And I guess it's a good enough time as any. I probably should have started off with this, honestly. But I did secure a PS5. That's right. It should be coming within the next week. I am super excited. I got it from the one and only GameStop. Uh, it was, of course, a bundle, and they kind of they they kind of forced you to get the uh, one year warranty, which I was like, I wasn't really. I, I don't really want that. Well, yeah, they forced you to get a bundle. Well, they didn't force you, but I I went for a bundle. It came with Sackboy's Big Adventure. And Marvel's Spider-Man Miles Morales, the PS5 version. I'll, I'll probably just end up selling the PS4 version of Miles Morales and just use this one. And it came with an extra controller and a $20 gift card as an extra incentive. And like I said, you you they literally forced you to get the one-year protection plan. If you didn't choose the one-year protection plan, it wouldn't let you add it to cart. It would just say... Please wait or whatever. And as soon as you press add to the cart, I mean, I'm sorry, as soon as you press on the one year warranty, it would say add the cart. So I tried that a few times and I gave up and then I, then I saw another Twitter post and I was like, okay, I'll try one more time. And I went on GameStop, I refreshed, I hit, before doing anything, I hit the one year, um, the one year warranty and I hit add the cart and it went, please, you know, use this captcha to make sure you're not a robot. And I was like, oh shit. And I did it and it moved me on to the next part of it where you put in all your information I had to sign in for GameStop and all that it, took, it was a long process and I'm surprised that I didn't lose my spot but um, I did end up securing one and I'm super excited now this is the thing though I wasn't expect I was not expecting to get a PS5 until later this year so <laughs> I bought an Oculus early, like late last year because I was like I'm not getting a PS5 next year anyways and now I do have a PS5 on the way um I'm happy that I got the Oculus I'm gonna talk about that eventually. I just haven't gotten um I haven't gotten around to it yet. Um and it's gonna be really cool to have a PS five in here. I'll be set. I really will. I'll be able to play all those new games that I've been talking about, and I'm really, really excited to to get into it. I really am. Speaking of all those new games to get excited about, Returnal has been delayed from March To the 30th of April, 2021. This was a decision that was jointly made by Sony and the developer of the game. Over on Twitter, they said, Update! Returnal has a new release date of April 30th, 2021. Sony Entertainment and Housemarque have made the decision to move the release date in order to give the team extra time to continue to polish the game to the level of quality players expect from Housemarque. See you in April. I'm gonna say it once. So I'll say it forever. Uh, this is a good thing. If they want to um, work a little bit harder, you know, a little bit longer on the game, I am all for that. Anyone who's complaining that the game has been pushed back a month can eat some sweaty socks that were worn by your grandmother. Okay, seriously, these are good things. We they we don't need to complain about them. If they need a little bit more time, give them a little bit more time. It's not like it's going to be a year long. You know, it could be. Knock on wood, it could be a year long thing after you know this month is up. But uh, I'm I'm guessing they're close enough to the final product. We've been seeing more and more videos about the game and what it's going to be like. Um, I'm excited. A lot of other people are excited. Um, and fuck me, I'll have a PlayStation to be able to play the game on. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Uh, Speaking of April 30th, Terminator Resistance Enhanced Edition will be coming the end of April. On April 30th, they're releasing Terminator Enhanced Edition. And it's going to be a PlayStation 5 remaster. It's been delayed until the 30th of April by Reef Entertainment, who is the publisher. The reason for the pushback has not been disclosed, um, but we're going to assume that they're uh, just polishing the game and fixing some bugs maybe. Um, Either way, the game is set to release in a couple more weeks. It's funny though that it's the same day as Returnal. They're kind of shooting themselves in the foot. Uh, You'll be getting 4K resolution, 60 frames per second, higher higher resolution textures, polygon counts, blah 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 blah. All those all those um, those hype words. You know what I'm talking about. Immortals: Phoenix Rising, a new God DLC is out now on the PS5, PS4, Xbox. Xbox Series X, Nintendo Switch, and PC. Uh, this is a standalone DLC for about forty dollars. You'll be able to play as Phoenix and continue the story of Phoenix Rising. Um, you'll be fighting for a seat in the th- in with the with the with the gods. That's right. Um, in a PS store blurb it says, In a new in a new god play as Phoenix to overcome the trials of the gods of Olympus. In these trials, Phoenix hones her godly powers and finds a way to become even stronger as they attempt to earn a place among the inner circle of the Pantheon. Of course, you're gonna to want to complete the main game before going for this DLC. Um, they've said that the DLCs are gonna be pretty large expansions, and this one for forty dollars, it better be a huge expansion. The next one's supposed to be like based off of Chinese mythology, which is pretty cool. And then the one after that is gonna is supposedly supposed to be a, a completely different experience. Um, so we'll wait for those things. I'm not like I'm not done with Phoenix Rising yet, so I'm gonna wait to get this DLC. I'll probably wait for a sale, honestly, just because forty dollars is a lot of money for a DLC. Uh, in the same realm of things, Uno is is also doing a collab with Immortal's Phoenix Rising, which follows Adventure Time and Blood of Zeus and blah blah blah. Um, if you have Uno, uh, you'll be able to play. You'll be able to play it and. Do the Phoenix Quest, which will be available on Uno starting today, um, which will give players the opportunity to free one of the four gods from Typhon's Curse, just like in Immortals. They'll provide the player with a passive blessing once freed, like the ability to discard all cards in a single color, making you immune to damage or being able to discard cards with with specific actions taken. So if you like Uno, there you go. (laughs) Destruction All-Stars has gotten a lot of gameplay revealed. I believe there was a state of play not too long ago. Um, it was kind of hush-hush, honestly. If, uh, But anyways, they showed off a lot of gameplay. They showed off the different cars you can use and how some of them are faster, some of them are stronger, some of them are special cars, unique to the, 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 certain, the certain hero, I guess they're called. Um... Uh, a lot the heroes all have their own special ability like the one guy can turn invisible blah 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 All heroes can do double jumps and dodge and then you go to like these platforms and you get a new car I believe once you get knocked out of your own car. You can also eject yourself from a car Um, like in the mode Uh, What's the mode called? It was called like drop something Hold on. Let me see. Hold on hold on gridfall gridfall so apparently so what happens is the the floor falls beneath you and you can actually escape the fall if you jump out of your car at the right time there's also a mode called carnado which you build up points and the only way to deposit points to actually give you score is to destroy your car in the tornado Um, if you're destroyed before getting to the tornado guess what you lose your points Um, there's also a mode called stockpile um, I'm not. Sh- I wasn't exactly sure what that one was all about. It seemed like just another version of Carnado. Honestly, they also revealed that yes, there's going to be microtransactions in the game. Um, you'll be able to use like gems or whatever to buy skins and outfits and stuff like that. But in a strange wording, they also said that you would be uh, be able to unlock backstory and stuff for for characters as well. Um, they said that the skins and stuff don't affect gameplay, but That content, like a backstory for a character, seems like something that should just be included in the game. Kind of a weird thing. Uh, Hopefully, they change that if it's something major like that. But it is coming free on PlayStation Plus uh, this next month in February. So, even if you don't have a PS5, you can um, add it to your library. Just log on to the, you know, the Sony website, the PlayStation website on a computer, log in as your PlayStation account, and just add it to your cart. You won't be able to download it on your PS5, but you will be able to play it on your PS... Wait, I'm sorry. You won't be able to download it to your PS4, but you'll be able to play it on the PS5 once you get the PlayStation 5, as long as you still have PlayStation Plus um Gollum, lord of the rings Gollum is uh being delayed until 2022 um the studio came out for uh dead what are they call day delek entertainment um they partnered with nancon to bring this game to the ps5 originally they thought it was going to be launching some point this year but they said that they are going to be pushing it back to faithfully represent uh the game uh the the lore um to 2022 and of course this is of course they teamed up with middle earth enterprises for this game which is pretty cool as well um, the game is going to include multiple player choices and decisions throughout the story which will allow you to base Gollum on your own taste choosing to either give into the creature's darker side or not then you must scale the environment and sneak past all sorts of monstrosities you would typically encounter in mordor um, it sounds like a really cool game. Uh, I'm really, I'm really interested in this, and of course, um, it's not going to come out until 2022 now. But I do like developers doing this. They don't have a specific date. They never had a specific date. They just said it's probably going to come out next year. Well, now it's probably going to come out in 2022. Should they have revealed the game so early? Maybe not. But you know, you got to start hype somewhere, right? Uh, like I was saying in a past episode, like you know, it's not a bad thing to reveal your games, like the Hogwarts game, right? It is a bad thing to give it a very specific release date and then push it back. It's not bad that they're pushing it back. It's bad that the people who are excited for the game are going to get upset and then push for the game to come out or type them a nasty letter. I think game companies should do something like this where it's like, okay, we're expecting it to come out in 2021 and until the game is in like a almost finished form, then be like, okay, the game is going to be coming out in a month or two. And if they have to push it back again, so be it. But at least at that point, people are more understanding of the fact. And you got to do that stuff with people because people are crazy. Okay, Lego Star Wars, the the Skywalker saga. There was a lot of more information introduced about it. Of course, it's going to cover all... Uh, Nine of the main entries in the Star Wars franchise I believe it's also going to be covering Rogue One and Solo uh, Probably it's going to be covering Rogue One and Solo This game is going to have 300 playable characters It's going to feature over 800 characters though Um, So that means you'll be able to play as characters like Qui-Gon Jinn, Yoda, Kylo Ren, Darth Vader, Luke Skywalker, etc. 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 They also said that the game is not going to be linear. You're not going. To, you're you. Don't, you won't have to play the game in a you know a saga order. You can play if you want to. You can play like the third movie before playing the fifth movie and or before playing the first movie or whatever. Um, and they also said that of course they're bringing back the uh, open world. It's going to feature twenty eight locations to find and explore based on the movies there's no release date yet for the game but they said spring 2021 is what they're shooting for um it's going to be interesting to see what this game is going to be about this is this the biggest lego game yet and um it's going to be interesting to see what they do i mean the last lego star wars game was force awakens and that was good but then they never did one for the new the new game the new movies which i don't mind personally because last jedi is is bad and Rise of Skywalker is terrible. Um, but uh, maybe this game will make those movies fun. And maybe you'll be able to play as a pog. Alright, in Nintendo news. Astral Chain is officially owned by Nintendo now, says Platinum Games. Um, this, of course, was twenty nine, one of twenty nineteen standout games, Astral Chain. A lot of people really enjoyed the game. It was exciting new IP by Platinum Games. But the director, Takashisha Tarua, <laughs> he said the games uh, sold above expectations and showed fans that the studio's relationship with Nintendo was strong as ever. But he didn't know at the time that the game was going to be fully taken over by Nintendo. Um, Platinum Game conf- Platinum Games has now confirmed that Ash Chain IP now belongs solely to Nintendo. E- earlier this year, fans had noticed that the game the game's copyright had been tweaked, and the studios on the studio's website with Platinum Games' name not even being. Uh, part of the game altogether speaking to vgc studio head atushi inaba confirmed that the change was not a mistake it's as it looks it's as it is written on the website AstroChain chain is their ip and as such there are limitations on how much we are free to talk about uh, this is kind of surprising um it's maybe this is a deal that was set in place Uh, as soon as the game came out but um, it's it's actually kind of surprising to me because you don't see too many new IPs coming out and just blowing people away like Astral Chain did now I never got to play it I'm just talking from the perspective of a person who read a lot of reviews watched a good amount of gameplay and saw that people really really enjoyed it and um, hopefully Platinum Games still makes the games for Nintendo um, because they seem to be really good at making Astral Chain games. (laughs) Um, (coughs) But I guess we'll have to wait and see what happens after that. Maybe there'll be some Amiibos for the next game. Speaking of Amiibos, great segue, Yemi. Uh, Nintendo has... Kind of detailed some more of the functionality of the, uh, amiibos that will work with Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser Fury. Um, if you didn't know, I think I talked about this before, but Cat Mario will summon an invincible cat suit. And the Cat Peach amiibo will create randomized power-ups. Um, they also said using the amiibo... Okay, so this is how you use the amiibo in, the, in Mario 3D World. So, um... Using amiibo in Mario 3D World portion is very straightforward. You hold left on the D-pad while playing to bring up the amiibo symbol prompt when in a level, then scan. 99% of figures create random power-ups or a one-up mushroom. So that means that any amiibo that you scan will give you a random power-up. Which is weird because the peach, the the cat peach... Amiibo does the same thing, so apparently it has, like, Cat Peach got shafted. She, she doesn't have any special functionality. Uh, but the nice thing is, if you have Bowser Amiibos, using Bowser on the NFC port will immediately wake Fury Bowser from his slumber. While this is normally a hazard that needs to be managed and avoided, calling upon Bowser does have its perks, as certain walls and obstacles can only be destroyed by by Fury Bowser's abilities. So, if you need him to immediately appear to enter a specific area, you don't have to wait for him. We did test multiplayer Bowser amiibo, and figures like a wedding Bowser will also perform the same functionality. Bowser Jr. is special too, allowing you to unleash an explosion of sorts. You can't spam it as it has a cooldown. There's not much more to it. It's worth noting that Bowser and Bowser Jr. amiibo are not classed as unique or special in the Mario 3D world, but they do unique things. Kind of interesting if you ask me. I feel like Peach, Cat Peach, should probably do something more than just what a regular amiibo does. 99% of regular amiibos just create a random power-up or a one-up mushroom. Yeah, kind of weird. But I, I think the Bowser thing is pretty cool, you know, because that kind of sounds like to me like um, the open world is going to have areas that are locked off and you need to have Bowser awake to get through them. So... I'm wondering if this is going to be like a shortcut mechanic or maybe there's like collectibles or something that are hidden behind these things. And, you know, waiting for Bowser to wake up is like, what, a a fucking like 30 minutes. I don't don't even know. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see um, how people utilize these amiibos in the game. Good news for fans of NASCAR. The first NASCAR game for the Switch is going to be coming out, I believe, next year or this year. I'm sorry, 2021. Uh, they came out motorsport.com came out in a press release and said in 2021, we plan to release a couple more games and expand our platforms. One thing that we're actively working on is bringing NASCAR to the Nintendo switch platform. That's going to be the first time on Nintendo switch. We're excited about that. Especially the fact that that, 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 oh my gosh, especially the fact that that tends to reach a younger demographic. So both us and NASCAR are excited about that move. Um, from, what, from what we know, it's supposedly the next game is going to be NASCAR Heat Six. Um, they previously confirmed that NASCAR Heat will be rebranded as part of Motorsport Games' restructuring plans. Um, this statement also ties in the comments made by Motorsport Games creative director Paul Coleman, speaking last year about Heat 5's release. He advertised that a legacy aspect of the game of the game's engine has stopped them from adding big features to their latest entry. So. Yeah, I guess we'll see if NASCAR comes to the Switch. Are you excited for that? Are you excited for that? No. Well, be excited about this motherfucker. Save Farty. That's right. This game's name is called is Save Farty. It's a trivia game that puts your- puts the hand puts a flatulent chicken's life in your hands, and it's out right now on the Nintendo Switch. Save Farty is a trivia game starring a very gassy chicken who relies on you to save its life. The game has you answering a series of absurd and ridiculous questions. Get one wrong and old par- and poor old Farty meets his demise in various different but always violent ways. Save Farty's publisher, the Binary Family, has described the game as a real low point in worldwide trivia games, going on to call it the sickest game that can be enjoyed alone or with friends since Russian Roulette. It's even a public its even published a parody news video uh, just to remind us how bad it really is. Um, so I don't know about you guys, but I'm kind of interested in this, huh? Apparently, there's more than four thousand multiple-choice questions and. 50 brutal death animations. Um, so, yeah, it seems like uh, you also have f- three lifelines, kind of like you do in Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. You have extra unlockable animations and sounds, and um, yeah, lots of different things you can unlock as you progress. Now, I can't really tell what these different things are. There's a 50 50, which obviously takes away probably two of the questions, there's a timer, which may give you more time. And then there's also, like, a a jester's hat, which I'm wondering if that just picks an answer for you. I'm not sure. I have not played the game yet myself. But Save Farty is out now. It's $7 on the eShop. I'm not sure if it's anywhere else. If it is, you know I'm going to be picking that up. Toot sweet. Get it? Toot sweet. That's right. I saved the best news for last, guys. (laughs) thank you for listening to this episode of ferret 64 i really do appreciate it on whatever platform you are currently listening on um if you want to check me out on twitch twitch.tv slash yummy the ferret if you want to check me out on 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 anything else like tiktok twitter youtube um it's all at yummy the ferret follow me on all those places um have a lot of fun you know um Like I said, the next stream we're doing is Borderlands 2. That's on the 30th of January, so if you're listening to this late, it's probably already done, but we're playing Borderlands 2. And then on Monday, which is February 1st, um, we're going to be playing more Rayman 3, Hoodlum Havoc. So if you want to tune in for that, you can. If you want to check out my other podcast I do called Film Freaks, with a Z at the end, um, check that out on all podcast platforms and on YouTube. Uh, We talked about Over the Hedge in this latest episode, so if you want to check that out, Please do if you want. All right. Well, I am your host, Yemi the Ferret, and this has been another episode of Ferret 64. Thank you so much. Have a great week. I'll see you guys next time. Bye bye.